Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Molly Green and Taryn Rudge. Well, yes, sometimes that's God's way of getting you to enjoy gardeners' world. The Happy Garden. <laughs> Yay, here we are again. Taryn Rudge. Hello. Right, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Good evening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and welcome <laughs> to the first official Happy Garden podcast. I mean, I know we bagged the trailer, uh, Darren, but um this is this is like this is the first one proper. Yeah, we're on. Are you excited? <laughs> so they take us an hour. Well, <laughs> well, yes. Now is your phone on silent, you've been to the toilet and you've got a drink. Are you all ready? Uh- I have. I have something refreshing in the uh, in the name of water. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. Um, we ought to say before we introduce ourselves and start properly that uh, we are at home. I am in my spare room, which is where Darren was um, this time. I had him in my spare room. However, this time you're you're at your house. Yes, I am. I'm in the living room, looking at the mantelpiece. Got and... the two dogs with oh, me. Oh, that's nice. So, uh, but it's really nice. It's hot though. But we ought to just explain very quickly as well. You've got some sort of hooligan honing up and down on a on a probably a stolen motorbike <laughs> up and down your road. You know, you may hear that, you may not. It's very posh, my area. <laughs> I love you, Darren. Right, if you are just, if you are just joining us, my name is Molly Green, um, and. Um, well, what am I? I, I don't know. I, I, I pressed the buttons. I'm not quite sure how to introduce myself. Uh, Darren Rudge is the... Well, I am an award winner uh, for several things. But Darren Rudge here is the Laughing Gardener, the award-winning horticulturist who will be um, taking calls, taking questions and, and giving loads and loads of garden advice, won't you, Adas? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no question too small. No question too big, really. Yeah, must have been. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> oh, we must say thank you, thank you, thank you if you've downloaded our trailer, which Darren people have from all over the world. We are international, we Molly are. Green. International. Really exciting. Yeah, I've been having a look at some of the analytics. Um, Brussels, America, Cyprus, Mexico, Spain. Hola y gracias por escucharnos. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have two of those. <laughs> and a side order of chips. <laughs> yeah. And um, the USA. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Dallas. We've got a couple of people listening in Dallas. So that's very exciting, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so what can we expect from today's uh, Happy Garden podcast? What are you going to bring to the horticultural table, Darren? Well, what I've planned for podcast number one are... A money-saving tip. Yes. Which will save you money. Should think so. <laughs> Swat or not, we're going to concentrate on the slug. And this is a, a feature, folks, that, uh, you know, we try to convince you not to swat. Um, mm. And then I've got five horticultural jokes of the week. And then good? perhaps we good? round things off with a few jobs. But back to the jokes, are they good? Oh, they are good. <laughs> They're good. Okay. I've written them. So they oh, are brilliant. Oh, that's a lie. All right, we'll look forward to that um, a little bit later on. We will, we're not a phone-in yet because we haven't got the technicals, but we will do a phone-out, won't we? We're going to ring our Dave, who's yeah. a regular... Um, who's just a regular. <laughs> He's just irregular. <laughs> irregular Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just making myself da- laugh. <laughs> Dave from Rubri. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is irregular. Um, and what else are we going to be doing? Taking some questions. I've had some questions already come in on the email. If you do want to get in touch with us, it is all one word, thehappygardenpodcast at gmail.com, thehappygardenpodcast at gmail.com. We're on Instagram as well. Again, the Happy Garden Podcast, all one squashed word. And Darren and I both have Facebook pages. Darren's has been going for years and he loves it. It's Darren Rudge at The Laughing Gardener. I've been dragged kicking and screaming onto social media a couple of weeks ago. And that is Molly Green at Facebook. If I don't reply, it's because I don't know how to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't take it personally, folks. Yeah, you'd be better doing that. She's a real (laughs) technophobe. And I'm in charge of this operation. You're in charge. <laughs> it's all right for you setting your pants on your sofa. Well, you've seen... I've got so many. How buttons. do you know? Where's the camera? Oh, I don't. I don't have any buttons in here. I'm surprised I'm, uh, I haven't keeled over. Um, now, Molly, yes, we've yes. forgotten somebody. And we What's really that? need to talk about Andy Lound. Andy Lound. <laughs> He's a massive, well, he will be a massive part of this show. We've, we, we've brought him with us. He was with us um, on the BBC and He's such a genius, we thought we've, we've got to bring him to our podcast. Andy Lound is an award... We're all award-winning on this show. Oh, for cool. Darling. Um, <laughs> he is an award-winning, well, everything, author, historian. We're, we're using him for the history on the podcast. Anything you'd like him to delve into, I'm sure he would do. But for today, he's going to be doing the history of the lawnmower. Brilliant. You love Sounds lawnmowers. Great. We've always said that if we tied Darren up... Sorry, I don't know why we'd have to tie you up, but... No, but if we just blindfolded you, I don't know where the dying up bit came from. <laughs> if we blindfolded Darren, there's, oh, there's really no need to tie you up at all. If we, <laughs> if we blindfolded you, I don't, know what, I don't know what I was thinking then. <laughs> but do you remember on You Bet with Matthew Kelly yes, on a Saturday night? moving on. You Bet. So well, you could have been on that and you would have been blindfolded and yeah. you would have, there would have been ten lawnmowers behind you. 
Oh, and somebody would have you. pulled. It would. They'd be like the pull start ones. Somebody would have pulled each one, and you could. You could say exactly what lawnmower engine. You're that good with lawnmowers. Definitely, Briggs and Stratton, Tecumseh, Honda. <laughs> <laughs> you name it. Then they'd have taken you blindfold off and untied you, and you'd have, <laughs> and you'd have got them all right. <laughs> right. Anyway, so all that, all that, and much, much more to come. All of this and more still to come yeah. on Happy Garden with Mark Green and Dan Rush. Oh, we'll have a right laugh. And we must talk about um, the Malvern Autumn Show as well, which is only in a couple of weeks' time. It's the 22nd to the 24th of September at the Malvern Showground, just by Worcester, in well, Worcester, Sestershire, uh, in Malvern by Worcester. You can't come this year, can you, Darren? You're so busy with work. Yeah, we, it's because I teach, you see. So that is my first teaching week. So I've got new students to welcome on board oh, nice. to their RHS programmes. So, so you uh, need to be there, really, don't you? I, d- I really need to be there, yeah. But you're, I mean, more importantly, you're going to go and see some of our uh, horticultural friends, aren't you? Yes, I'm going to represent the Happy Garden podcast. There, There is so much going on at the Malvern Autumn Show. We've got the RHS um, Flower Show, the Floral Marquee, the Growers Competing for Gold Medal uh, Awards from RHS Judges, of, of which, by the way, you are one, aren't you, Darren? You are an R- RHS judge, but you're just too busy to, to do this particular show. I am. It's good mm. to turn a show down, isn't it? I'm sorry, oh, look I'm just at you. too busy. No, that's fine. Just too busy. Uh, we've got the British Pig Association awarding the Young Pig of the Year. I'll definitely get involved in that one. Darren and I always, always ordinarily go to the Canna UK National Giant Vegetable Championships. 110 competitors trying to big, uh, grow the biggest, the best vegetable. Um, uh, longest turnip broken last year, Darren, the, the record Four point six over four point six meters. Wow! For the longest snip, uh, heaviest field pumpkin. That's the one that always gets on the national news. Wow! Mark Bags, who we know, one two one point six kilograms. Peter Glazebook, we've spoken to him before as well. Heaviest aubergine, three point three six two kilograms. Did I tell you that I grew some um, um, giant radish this year? You didn't. I didn't. I was given some seed. By my friend Mick Poutney, who is the oh, compost heard of him. king. Yeah. Compost king. We must get him on oh, yeah, the yeah, podcast. We must. Okay. Um and he gave me some uh, a giant radish and they're like um, snooker balls. <laughs> now do they taste <laughs> nice or are they a bit woody? They, what they what taste do they taste like of? They taste of radish molly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll set it up, you kick it in. <laughs> yeah, they taste no different. They're just big. Yeah. <laughs> They fill your dinner plate. <laughs> how many? How many did you have? You got? Um, I did just a row. I yeah. did just a single row. There was probably ten in there, but they, they came through, and it was really, really good. Well, if you weren't so busy, you could have entered them in the uh, giant I vegetable could tent. Could have, but I'm just too busy. Do you remember when you and I had a loofer off? Yes, we do. I do. Mm. Yeah, that was a few years now. Now we can do things like that. Now we're podcasting, can't we? What loofer offs? Yeah, we can do loofer offs and cucumber offs and. Oh, yeah, because we, can, like we can get everybody else to be in the office yeah. with us. Why not? And sending pictures of their longest loofer and this, that and the other. Yeah. <gasps> World's our oyster. Very Grow potatoes in pots and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, so all that going on at Malvern. As I say, it's the 22nd to the 24th of September, which is the Friday, the Saturday, the Sunday. If you can't go, if you're not in this part of the country or if you, you know, it's, it's just too far for you to come for a show... Uh, as Darren said, I'll be the representative for us and we'll be bringing you the sights, the smells, the sounds, introducing you to some amazing people who are there as well. And 
Uh, Eric Anderson's there, Nikki Chapman, Adam Frost, who's one of your good friends as well, and Darren. So I'll, hopefully I'll grab, I'll grab lots of people. And Titters. Alan Titters. Oh, yeah. Alan Titters. He loves us. He does. <laughs> yeah, sure you do. <laughs> so that's to come in a couple of weeks too. Molly and Darren. Do you know who we were? <laughs> Dazzler, do you want to do some money-saving tips? Yeah, let's do a money-saving tip, shall we? Yes. It's a, a standard feature so that we can save people a bit of cash. We'll need that at the moment. Now, live on the Happy Garden podcast, it's time for Darren's money-saving tips. Go! Here we go, folks. Well, fungal diseases, especially at this time of year and in the spring, uh, can devastate crops and plants. But no need to go out and buy those nasty chemical ones um, if you've got just some vinegar and some chamomile tea. It will help you fight any fungus that you'll come across. So... Uh, the vinegar fungicide recipe is really easy. Add two teaspoons of vinegar in a brewed chamomile tea and spray this on the affected plants in your garden. Most of all, it's safe and it's organic. Okay, there you go. That's our very first money saving tip on podcast number one. Darren's money saving tips. Good, I enjoyed that. Thank you very much. We'll probably make that a very regular feature, won't we? Because we all do need to save money. Um, anything you want us to do, by the way, because we are new. Um, <laughs> we are new, full transparency. And so if there's some direction you would like us to take with the Happy Garden podcast. Oh, I did. I actually had um, one on email just about an hour ago, Darren. Oh, what have I done with that? All right. What have I done with that? Hang on a second. It might be on my phone. One second. One second, please. Oh, here we are. Yes, from Denji. Uh, they said, Molly, I'm looking forward to the uh, extra podcasts and extra features other than gardening. Chickens, ponds, etc. Can we have some wildlife too, please? Says Denji. Ooh. Yeah, that was an email just about an hour ago. Definitely. Yeah, so, um, yeah, wildlife. We, we ought to explain our ethos of gardening, hadn't we, Darren? And our ethos of living as well. It's very green. It's very wildlife orientated. It's very environmental. You've always been like that, haven't you? Yeah. Same as yeah. me. And, I mean, you know, we've got to respect all the things around us. Mm. And, you know, normally it's one species view, either uh, i.e. us, on the world around us, isn't it? And it can't be like that, folks. Mm. We are part of a big package, on Chain, yeah. One of our good friends is Chris Bain, uh, who started all of the uh, wildlife trusts across the UK. I love Chris. I speak to him on a very, very regular basis. He was one of the first winners at Chelsea, wasn't he? With the, He'd yeah. called it, I mean, this is back in the 70s, I think. He'd called it the wild, I think he'd called it the wildlife garden. But the judges didn't get it. And they thought he'd misspelt it, and they thought it was a mess. And they, <laughs> they had changed his plaque to the wildfire garden. I mean, gosh, roll on a few decades, and, you know, he was very forward-thinking, same as King Charles had the same ethos all those decades ago. But, you know, everything comes round in circles, doesn't it, yeah. Molly? And, you know, I was, I was talking to folks of, about garden history, um, people like William Robinson and Gertrude Jekyll. And William Robinson at the time, this is, um, 
you know, early 20th century was vilified um, because he wanted uh, natural gardens um, and a grave time manor, that's what he created. He created a natural garden and he was absolutely vilified because mm. people thought it was a mess. Um, so, yeah, it all comes round in a big circle eventually. Yeah. And uh, where are we, to, we today? We're just trying to encourage wildlife, aren't we? Oh, wholeheartedly, yeah. So Denji, absolutely, will be, will be doing lots of features on wildlife. And Dazzler, you were at my house last week. I mean, I was. I was. I mean, it's what you it know. Was fun. It's wild. Ah, I, no, I'm I in the garden. A, I've got a bone to pick with you. <laughs> it has been moaned since. Yes. I left my coffee there. You did. <laughs> you left something else as well. What else did you leave? What was that? I don't. You definitely left two things. One was yeah. your pot of coffee, which you travel yeah. with. Yeah. God, I love you, Darren. What um, was the other thing? I can't remember. I don't know. I'll remember. Well, you sold it, obviously, <laughs> haven't you? <laughs> I've hocked it down the NEC. No, I, I can't remember. You I don't sold remember. it, didn't you? <laughs> Hope you got a good price. <laughs> I bought a burner phone with it. I'll find it. I'll remember and I'll find it, I'm sure. It's fine. I tell you what I have forgotten. What's that? Talking about being forgetful. Um, to trail ahead in just a few minutes' time, because you've just mentioned the word history and you've reminded me, Andy Lound. Oh, of course, yeah. I've <laughs> forgotten about him. <laughs> Andy's joining us. Yes, he is. Sorry, Andy. Sorry, Andy. He's, he'll be listening in. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Andy. Andy Lound, for those that don't know him, again, he's a massively brilliant and good and wonderful friend of ours, long-time friend. Andy Lound, you may have seen him on, oh, God, he's on GB News, he's on national telly radio all the time. He's an, he's an award winning, we're all award winning here. He's an award winning um, actor, he's an author. Uh, he, mainly we use him because he's the most amazing historian. You literally chuck any word at, at, um, at Andy and he will, he will give you a spiel about its history. And so today, in just a few minutes' time, he's doing the uh, history of the lawnmower. And again, it's your show, so um, anything you want the history of, horticulturally speaking, get in touch on the Happy Garden Podcast at gmail.com. Hang on a second, let me just write that down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and also there's a couple of other ways as well. <laughs> what was the email again? <laughs> well, I'm just thinking, is it the happy garden at gmail.com or is it the happy garden podcast? But I'm fairly certain it's podcast at gmail.com. But also you and I are on Facebook. Uh, we Mo are. Molly Gray, I've dragged myself into the uh, in, into this century. Molly Green on Facebook and your oh, Darren Rudge on Facebook. Laughing Gardener, yeah. Laughing Gardener. Oh, is it Darren Rudge Laughing Gardener on Facebook? Yeah, you can get me both ways. Okay. Because <laughs> he laughs a lot, does our Dazzler. Insanely. So, some may say. And also, we've uh, we've got an Instagram, which is exciting as well. Oh, yeah? Yes. Yeah. Which is the Happy Garden Podcast on Instagram. Sure? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I spent a whole day on social media a couple of weeks ago in tears trying to... Oh, but that reminds me. Now, I've got Instagram and Facebook working. Um, I had an email from... Sorry, we'll get on with the gardening in a second. I had an email from uh, Twitter this morning to say I've been unblocked. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They've reinstated me. I Did was, it hurt? I was... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Didn't even notice. <laughs> Didn't even notice um, until they emailed me. They said I was exhibiting the behaviour of a bot. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got you down to a T, haven't they? <laughs> they deemed me suspicious and they stopped the account. So there's no Twitter. I still don't get it. 
<laughs> You've got a Twitter, haven't you? Yeah, I've got a Twitter. What's yours? Account. Um, I can't remember. It's Laughing Gardener <laughs> again, everything. Garrett. At Laughing Gardener. <laughs> At Laughing Gardener, okay. Come on, put me on the spot. So those, are all the, those are all the ways to get yeah. to us, just, we think. Just get in touch. <laughs> Talking of which, I've already had an email in from Dave. Now, as I say, this isn't a phone in for the time being, it's a phone out. So, shall we try and ring Dave? Because I know. Yeah, he's got let's a try and get Dave. Dave's in Rubri, isn't he? Yeah. Hang on, if I press. Oh, is that you, me? That's 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 I, I am at home, folks, and uh, I live in an urban environment. What room are you in? I'm in the living room. Mm. I'm staring at the mantelpiece. Mm. I've got the two dogs with me. Are you dressed? I I'm you... <clears throat> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we ought to say we're Just. we're recording this on the seventh of September, and it is thir- twenty nine thirty outside. Yeah. So yeah, it's quite warm. Not many stitches on. Right, let's try Dave. I don't know if this will okay. work. <laughs> oh. Oh. I think it is working. Oh, it's ringing. <laughs> it's ringing. It's ringing. All right, Dave. Hello. All right, Dave. Hello. <laughs> oh, wait. You sound really strange. Can you hear me all right? Dave, you sound like you're a demon. What's going on here? Hang on. Does Dave sound like a demon to you? It Dave? does, yeah. Sounds like the devil in time. Is that better? Well, you still sound a bit demonic. Do you want me to ring you back and try if I ring this number? Yeah, you ring me back because it's demented. Call me back, Dave. So I know it's your new podcast, but now I'm paying for the bloody phone bill. (laughs) 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 It should be free if it's in your package. All right, ring me back. I'm joking. I'm only playing. Two seconds. All right. He's got the phone down. He sounded a bit... It sounded like the devil. He did, didn't he? It's like, I've come to take you, Molly. I love all this technology. I love getting my head around all this, Darren. In middle age, it's um, <laughs> it's quite a thing, isn't it? To be start, uh, starting something new. Yeah, well, like yeah. riding a bike. Is it? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not a sex pest. Oh, he's ringing us back, Desla. Answer the phone, Molly. <laughs> Answer the phone. Dave? 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 <laughs> it's not working. It's not there. not there. Dave, I'm going to try him again. Hang on. I've got that strange noise. Dave? Hello, can you know? I what? could hear you, Aaron, going. Dave, Dave, if you could hear how you sound this end, but I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is really funny. Oh, well. <laughs> Dave, why do you sound like that? I'm, I'm talking normally. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Dave. How, Dave, how embarrassed would you be on an international podcast sounding like a sex pest or Beelzebub? <laughs> I mean, should we just carry on? Or? Well, well, we'll just come because that's me normally day to life. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to get the demon off your voice. Just ring me for whatever number. Oh, that's a shame. Right, connected. <laughs> <laughs> connected, right. Right, I'm gonna try my I'm gonna try him off my phone. Let's just hope he's not mad. Okay. Here we are. Let's try him. Okay, he's ringing, he's ringing. Okay. Alright, Mom. Oh. Alright, Dave. That's better. 
Poor old Mole. Poor old Dave. We've got you. That's better. We've got it. We've well, done it. Well, I, no, the thing is, I've had to ring you off my own phone. Um, a, I hope you're not a mad person that's going to ring me at two in the morning. And B, the man in the shop has sold me a dud burner phone that doesn't work. <laughs> well, I hope you kept the receipt. And no, I won't be a mad person that rings you at two o'clock in the morning. Because if I do ring you at two o'clock in the morning, it'll probably just tell you how much I love you. Oh, I... Oh. <laughs> that's nice, sweet. Oh, it's lovely to have you on. No, thank you. And no, first of all, thank you for allowing me to be the first caller on the podcast because it's going to mean the world to people. And for you, Molly, you are an amazing broadcaster. And it's going to be a privilege following you on your journey on your podcast. And for you, Darren, a couple of weeks ago, and I truly mean this, you are like the block switch at Edinburgh. You, the way you deliver, the way you deliver information for someone that hasn't even got a garden. And now I want to learn from how you describe and deliver your information. Oh, thanks, Dave. That's brilliant. Thank you. I I truly mean that, mate. I truly mean that. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. But I mean, I'm not just going to say it because I'm the first caller on the podcast, but it's, it's, it's truth. You are an amazing broadcaster and Darren has got so much knowledge to give where other people would charge or couldn't be bothered to do it. But Darren's doing it, so credit to you both of you. Out of the kindness of his own heart. (laughs) 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 Oh, that's lovely. Thanks, Dave. Thanks. No, 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 it's just credit where credit's due. That's really lovely of you. What can we help you with? Have you got a gardening question? So, Darren, my daughter's got a project about medieval times and she has to choose an an aspect of it. So we've chose food and vegetation. I'm going to help her on the cooking. So I need to find some plants that are around now that would have been around the medieval time, apart from grass and trees. <laughs> so you can study. <laughs> well, medieval times was all all about food, as you know, Dave, and and uh, m- medicinal things. So you know you can look at the, the really traditional things that have been in our our history. Things like wheat, oats, rye, peas, carrots. And all the herbs, so you can, you know, you can pick any of, of the herbs. They would have been around in, in medieval times. But if she's got to grow something, the really easy thing for her to grow would be a bean. And just to select her, you know, something like a broad bean and get her to grow that and take it into school. And hopefully that helps her with her project. OK, but can I grow that on a windowsill? Yeah, of course you can, yeah. All you need is yeah. you need just a, a sunny windowsill, a pot, some compost... And then uh, get get yourself a packet of beans and uh, basically twice the depth of the actual bean. So it needs to go into the compost, twice the depth, give it a little bit of water and that will actually germinate for you within sort of five to ten days. Okay, thank you. No, because I, I, I could do the food with that. Like, you know, we've got to find a recipe. But when it came to a, a plant from the medieval times, I didn't want to just to go on Uncle Google. I wanted yeah. to speak to... Darren, obviously me speaking, but something that she can proper learn about and study now. And that yeah, will be the main part of her project. And when well, she's get... completed it, I'll send it over to you. Oh, yeah, nice. please do. Get her to look at the herbs as well, because herbs for medicinal values. She'll learn so much from, from just looking at herbs like lavender and tarragon and all those sorts of things. Absolutely wonderful stuff for a, for a, a young... How, how, how old's your daughter, Dave? She's 10. 
she's 10 so it's it's a brilliant age isn't it to be learning this stuff and she'll learn all that stuff yeah. fabulous brilliant stuff but no but she'll get that bit of information by listening to this podcast from you but also i can help her with the food stuff because you know i could i could do a few i've learned a few recipes that i've very been researching but when it comes to the clever stuff of of plants and nature like I said, the blocks which uh, at Edinburgh. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> and I, I take it that um, Ella will be future Ella will be listening to this. Then, hi, future Ella. Oh, uh, no, she will be because oh. I said that Daddy was speaking to uh, Molly and Darren today. Nice. Oh, David, thank you so much for being our, our, our first person on the Happy Garden podcast. No, thank you for having me. And I do, everything I've said be reiterated for all the other people thank still you. to come on your podcast because you two are. Wicked. Oh, that's great. Thank Thanks, you, Dave. Dave. Thank you, Dave. Right, you too. Take care. Oh, Darren. Hi, oh, brilliant. Nice, isn't it? Nice guy. Dave's and, ace. And this is what we need to do, Mal. We need to get younger people yes. involved. Now, if you're listening in the USA, folks, Blockswidge is a town in Warsaw. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally, for most people, are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. In the West Midlands. In the Black Country. (laughs) In the Black Country. And that's where my accent comes from. So uh, that's where I live. <laughs> and I'm a, a Brummie, but I only talk Brummie when I'm in Brum for some reason. So, ish. So, yeah, we're, we're West Midlanders. Um, two things. Yeah, getting kids involved. You are more than welcome to get involved if you've got little ones, grandkids. Um, and, you know, tell us about their projects and what they're doing at school and stuff like that. And also, of course, we want to build this community. Be like Dave. Be more Dave. And if you get in touch, as I say, it's not phone in, it's more of a phone out. Well... I mean, that was that was a poor attempt at a phone out, wasn't it, Darren? It, <laughs> it took two phones and ten minutes. <laughs> your, fo- your phone is demonised. The burner phone is, is the burner haunted. The phone is haunted. Once people's souls. <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, that was just appalling. I did, a, I did um, an update before we came on as well. You know, like a, an, up, what do you call it? Oh, an update. I think that's what you call it, isn't it? So... <laughs> else I can do oh well anyway if you want to get in touch and be part of our community <laughs> that would be smashing Molly Green on Facebook or Darren Rudge Laughing Gardener on Facebook as well you can leave us messages there as well and Instagram the Happy Garden Podcast on Instagram right then our Dazzler should we get Andy Lound on yeah let's get Andy on okay Amaze Understand with Andy Lound uh, award winning author historian and again handing this over to you anything that you would like Andy to delve into the history of horticulturally speaking whether it be a plant or a tool or anything like that we can get him to do that for us as well but for today it's the history of the lawnmower it's Amaze Understand with Andy Lound that's me 
Molly and Darren. Today's Potted History will look at lawn mowers. I had my hair cut the other day at a traditional barber shop and afterwards the barber asked me if I wanted something for the weekend. So I said yes and he gave me a lawn mower. I got into thinking who invented the lawn mower. Grass has traditionally been cut with a scythe and it was not until 1830 that a machine was used. It was invented by Edwin Beard Budding of Stroud, Gloucestershire. Budding's mower was designed primarily to cut the grass on sports grounds and extensive gardens. His first machine was 19 inches wide with a frame made of wrought iron. The mower was pushed from behind. Cast iron gear wheels transmitted power from the gear roller to the cutting cylinder, allowing the rear roller to drive the knives on the cutting cylinder. The ratio was 16 to 1. Another roller, placed between the cutting cylinder and the main or land roller, could be raised or lowered to alter the height of the cut. The grass clippings were hurled forward into a tray-like box. Two of the earliest budding machines were sold to Regent's Park Zoological Gardens in London and the Oxford Colleges. In an agreement between John Ferraby and Edwin Budding dating May the 18th, 1830, Ferraby paid the costs of enlarging the small blades, obtaining letters of patent and acquired the rights to manufacture, sell and license other manufacturers in the production of lawnmowers. His machine was the catalyst for the preparation of modern-style sporting ovals, playing fields, grass courts, etc. This led to the codification of modern rules for many sports, including football, lawn bowls, lawn tennis and others. It did not catch on quickly in many football grounds, as clubs such as Notts County use sheep to cut the pitch. It took ten more years and further innovations to create a machine that could be drawn by animals, and 60 years before a steam-powered lawnmower was built. The first grass boxes were simple trays, but took their present shape in the 1860s. James Sumner of Lancashire painted the first steam-powered lawnmower in 1893. Numerous manufacturers entered the field with petrol-engined power motors. The first was in 1902 by Ransoms. JP Engineering of Leicester produced the first riding mowers. Rotary mowers were not developed until engines were small enough and powerful enough to run the blades at sufficient speed. And one company that produced rotary mowers commercially was the Australian Victor Company, starting in 1952. Its mowers were lighter and easier to use than similar ones that had come before. The Victor mower is regarded as something of an Australian icon, appearing en masse in simulated form at the opening of the Sydney Olympic Games in 2000. The hover mower, first introduced by Flymo in 1964, is a form of rotary mower using an air cushion and the hovercraft principle. The British have adapted the mower as a racing machine and lawn mower races are held across the country. The introduction of artificial grass reduces the need for a mower, but instead a vacuum cleaner. Me? Well, I always feed my lawn whiskey. So it comes up half cut. <laughs> oh, good old Andy Lowe. So, Molly and Darren, yes? more from the potting shed next time. Oh, that's lovely. He's good, isn't he? Oh, he's brilliant, isn't he, Andy He's good, Andy Lowndes. Fantastic. Yeah. Encyclopedic oh. knowledge. He is. It's frightening, actually. Uh, award-winning everything. Uh, award-winning author, actor, presentator. Presentator? <laughs> yeah. Presenter. Well, if there was a presentator, he'd ever won an award for that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Dear. Oh, my God. Ha <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, let's not have that again. (laughs) (laughs) Award-winning author, award-winning actor, award-winning historian. Um, Darren, we're all award-winners on this show, aren't we? Oh, of course. Mm, But of course, we don't, don't, don't. Don't work with anyone that's not an award winner, darling. Multi-award winning, you called yourself (laughs) earlier on. And, of course, just to reiterate, uh, about a month ago, I won the award uh, for the best three brown eggs at the Falongly Show. (laughs) I don't think I told you I opened my brown envelope. I got £3.50. Well, it's all right. But you win that award every year, Mark. Yeah, I know. Well, Well, I say me, I I didn't lay them. 25 years. Yeah, I know. How old do you think I am? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Still to come on the Happy Garden podcast, we will be doing, uh, well, I say we, Darren will be doing jokes, gardening jokes of the week, which is always the highlight. Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) How many have we got today? Well, there's five. There's one that's a bit naughty because I thought now we're not on the, you know, the The BBC. Might do. Oh, God, how naughty. Slightly. Oh, it's only slightly naughty. The thing is that when you're uploading podcasts, as I'm learning, because I had to upload our trailer, there is an actual box that says, do you swear? Is this explicit Oh, no, podcast? it's not swearing. Are you sure it's not explicit? It's not explicit. It's no. not explicit. It's a no. non-explicit garden joke. Well, when you hear the joke, you can tell me. All right. <laughs> so, five gardening jokes for the week ahead. It is. I think it's the peak, hence we've saved it until last. Um, <laughs> Just in case. No stress. <laughs> Leo them no to the stress. end. And SWAT or not to come very shortly as well, which Ooh, is our new feature. Yeah. Um, SWAT or not, obviously, we're going to vote not. But um, any creepy crawlers that you want us to investigate, we, we can do. But what are you doing today? The slug. The slug. Okay. And convince you that they're good. They are. Slugs are good. They absolutely are. Right, questions. Let's just do a couple of questions. Where's my glasses? They're on your head. They actually are on my head. That's embarrassing, Mrs Richards. Right, my glasses. Uh, let's do a couple of questions. Uh, again, if you get in touch with the Happy Garden Podcast at gmail.com uh, or Molly Green or Darren Rudge on Facebook, you can drop us some questions. Let's start with Marie. It says, uh, Molly, Darren, I've got a mixed hedge, brackets including a lilac tree, an elder, an ivy and lots of bramble slash blackberries. It's been neglected and it's spread, reducing the width of the uh, garden. From a wildlife point of view, when is a good time to attempt to cut it back? We have a lot of house sparrows who I think take shelter there. I don't want to cut it back at the end of summer and deprive the birds, the butterflies and the insects of the blackberries. Oh, we love you, Murray. And also give shelter in the coldest months, so I don't want to disturb any nests there. If there are, sorry, if there are any there later. What time of year? That was um, Marie. What a lovely question. So what you're going to have to do here, Marie, is just investigate the hedge. So, you know, law states in this country anyway that you can cut up to a nest around about a metre and a half away from that actual nest. As long as you're not actually disturbing the birds and not using machinery, then you can actually maintain the hedge. So you're really going to have to investigate the hedge, see what's there, because you are going to disturb a little bit of wildlife whatever time of year you actually decide uh, to do this. I would do it through the winter months if we could, um, because most of the deciduous stuff will have their leaves off. You can see the framework and the structure of the hedge and then really get into it and yes you will disturb some things um, ultimately whatever time of year you decide to do it you're going to dis- disturb some things but actually during the winter months you can see into it you can then maintain it and basically uh, get it done and dusted and then you can leave it then for five or six years before you actually maintain
maintains the game. I hope that helps, Marie. So um, there you go. That's what I would do anyway. That's good. And, and Marie, thank you. <clears throat> thank you for being so um, environmentally responsible and such a lovely lady. That's really mm. nice. Really nice. Um, let's do one here from Peter. It says, Moles, Daz, love listening to you both. Thank you, Peter. Thanks, um, Peter. Can you help with our aster? It hasn't flowered for two years now. And this year, the leaves are covered in white stuff. Thank you, yeah, that, that is a mildew, and asters suffer from uh, mildew. So there's not a lot you can do about the uh, the mildew problem apart from growing mildew-resistant plants. And you, you, I don't think you're going to get rid of this from, from your aster. But how old is your aster? Because if it's more than four or five years old, you need to divide it. Uh, throw away the core, or I say throw away. Um, you can compost the core and uh, basically replant your aster. But the Mildew will um, basically be there, I'm afraid. You can basically buy or get mildew-resistant varieties now. So uh, it may be time just to think about that um, and just replacing it for mildew-resistant varieties. Thanks, Peter. Um, Dazzler, what's this year been like for, for like fungi and stuff? I mean, it's been it's a wet summer. It's been a good year for um, fungal diseases and things like that because, as you say, it's been warm, it's been humid, and it's been wet. Um, so, uh, And they love it. They love humid conditions, fungal diseases. Um, they love wet conditions because the spores just travel you know, using the water, the rain, whatever. It's been a really good year for fungal diseases. Or, in, uh, in our terms, it's been a bad year for fungal diseases. As far as weather goes, obviously people could be listening to this podcast at any time of of the year but we're recording this on the, the 7th of september uh, looking outside uh, it's i mean it's hazy it's so hot we're, we're nigh on 30 degrees have been for a few days will be for a few days what's this going to mean for the garden because things it's not that things were dying down last week but our heating came on and i almost stuck the fire on it and the leaves were falling it was all autumnal say seven to ten days ago heat wave now is that going to mean anything well, plants just get confused, don't they? They think they're, they're going into the autumn months and then all of a sudden we have a mini summer, don't we? But, you know, they'll cope. There's not a lot we can do for them. You know, be mindful of the watering, be mindful of water, let alone the watering, and just, just, just look after your plants. Just hoe through, if you can do, just to break that surface so that any water that you do actually put down actually percolates into the soil and gets to the root system of the plants because during dry weather, um, the soil can just cap off it just caps and any water you pop down it just cascades off the mm. surface really so if you're really worried and you get a really scorching day then patio pots and things like that you can damp down sheets and just throw a sheet over the actual plants well, themselves it just cools them down it cools them off and it just gives them water and obviously gives protection you can put up shading as well of course so again a good old bed sheet you can provide shading for plants but don't worry too much if leaves go brown don't take them off because they act as a shield for uh, younger and more delicate leaves underneath plants will cope and they're starting to adjust to the new climate change temperatures yeah. and the seasons if we we still have them uh, that we have now that we've got this new challenge uh, to actually be dealing with i've quite enjoyed the last few days having oh excuse me my legs have gone to sleep i've quite enjoyed these um <laughs> the last few days <laughs> going outside <laughs> It takes an hour, but an hour outside with the hose, doing everything, the greenhouse and all the, all the pots and stuff. As you say, you can't just sort of sprinkle them. You've got to give everything a good soak. But it's really nice. So the, the heat of the evening 
and it's like a cathartic hour alone yeah. with your thoughts and a hose. I quite like it. Definitely, and I think that's the important th- point to mention here, Molly, is, you know, if you're going to water, it's a precious commodity. Yeah. Um, you know, water either early in the morning, before the sun's up, or last thing at night. Now, I was at a talk last night, because I do garden talks, folks, um, and do I came... Do you? I do. Do you? Do you? <laughs> wait, 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 hang on. Here's one from the other night. Wait, 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 here we go. The Happy Garden Podcast. Yay! Who was that? <laughs> Which village hall was that? <laughs> that was the Cottage Garden Society oh, in Warwickshire. Nice. That's who that was. They're brilliant <laughs> folks. Absolutely lovely. Yeah. Uh, where were you last night? Um, I'm just trying to think now. <laughs> where was I last Stone, night? Stonehall, was it? It was Stonehall, yes. Who did you know? <laughs> it's Stonehall Gardener's I Guild. Was, I was there at the back. not really really. Stunnel Gardener's Guild that's what it was well I came in at about 10 o'clock half past 10 and I took the dog for a walk oh did you? (laughs) yeah I did yeah we spent an hour just walking oh that's nice it was lovely that's nice such a lovely evening and then I came back and watered the plants oh gosh you were up late (laughs) I was um, now, look, what have we got left of, of this first podcast of ours? We've done that, we've done that, we've done Dave, well, sort of. Um, <laughs> Andy's been and gone. Loosely done, Dave. Andy's been and gone. We've done your money-saving tips. Swat, swat or, or not. not. Oh, that we, we need, need to, do to do swat or not, don't we? Yeah, of course okay, we do. All right, then let's press yeah. this and do swat or not. Now in the happy garden. Uh, what, is what is it? Is it a bee? Swat! Or not? I vote not! (laughs) I love that. Is it a bee? That's from Abfab. Love it! (laughs) Right, slugs, go! Okay, so this is a feature in the show where we're going to convince you not to swat folks. And we're going to talk about slugs today, as Molly said. So slugs and snails are very important for our gardens. They provide food for all sorts of mammals, birds, slow worms, earthworms, insects, and they're part of the natural balance in our garden, folks. If we upset that balance by removing them, then we can do a lot of harm. Thrushes in particular thrive on slugs. Their main job in our gardens is to recycle and here's the word of the podcast detritus. I love the word detritus. Okay. They're excellent at doing this. And more than 85% of slugs live underground and we never ever see them. So the ones we complain about are only um, you know, sort of like 15% of them. Right, here's some more really weird facts. And a member of the gastropod family, and gastropod roughly translates to stomach foot, so they have a foot in their stomach, okay? And, um, and it's a single foot, and they can only move by uh, emitting slime on a bed of slime. Slug's blood is green, and they live for around about six years, but their eggs can actually hibernate for much longer. But they do eat decomposting vegetation. Uh, so are important ecologically. Indeed, some go further, as uh, reported in the early spring of 2012, when Mr Dr Ian Bedford, head of entomology at the John Innes Centre in Norwich, noticed an unusually high population of slugs in his garden, and he observed them eating plants, as they do, but other things such as dog excrement and dead animals. 
Around about 650 billion slug pellets are used every year to combat slugs. These enter the food chain and are dangerous to other wildlife folks, for example hedgehogs. So stop using them. They are no longer considered as a pest. They're taken off the pest register because of their ecological value. So we need to learn to live with them and not fight against them, folks. So to swat or not the slug, no. Let's live with them. I vote not. <laughs> like it, Darren, like it. idea what we're going to do on the next podcast this is bouncy it's nice isn't it perhaps somebody would like to suggest well that segues quite nicely for me to give all all of the ways to get in touch out again now we think these are the ways (laughs) we think that they they are the happy garden podcast at gmail.com if you want to get in touch on the email that's probably the easiest way because uh, you can put your thoughts on there good thoughts obviously Uh, suggestions of what you'd like Andy to do what you'd like Darren to do what you'd like this podcast to discuss and as we said um, in in our last little trailer it hasn't got to be gardening has it Darren I mean you're the expert in gardening but we we do want to talk about the wider garden don't we anything to do with gardens the wider garden like Mm. you say Mm. yeah anything so uh, what type of barbecue you got (laughs) <laughs> yeah, eating in the garden, parties eating in the, in the garden. garden. Yeah, anything, you know. Do you fancy, you know, um, sort of a, a pool or a pond? Or how about a dipping pond? Do you know oh, what I mean? Pool. Where you just, just sort of dip in and just lie there and it's just cold. What You know, anything. A dipping <laughs> pond? I didn't even know but such yeah. things existed. The more con- controversial, the better. I think we provoke some discussion that way, don't we? <laughs> we that's the way we like it. Um, I am a bit of a chicken fiend, so we're definitely yeah. going to be doing chickens, aren't we, at some point? I've got a chicken joke. Oh, shall we get on to the jokes then? Yeah, Come let's on, get on then. to the right. jokes. Okay, here we go. Now in the happy garden. It's about time for some Alan Titters. Brace yourself for your gardening jokes of the week from Darren Rudge. <laughs> Brace yourself, Darren. Um, right. Right, Emily, we've got four and a bone, I, or just five? Yeah, five. Four. five. Five. Right. No bonus this week. Okay. Hold on, it's only the first podcast. Okay, don't want to pee. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm building up the suspense, folks. <laughs> What's a chicken's favourite training shoe? Oh, I don't know. Re buck 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 oh, buck buck. Yes. <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> Why was the snail feeling a little sluggish? Oh, I can I can see the link, but I don't know. He just divor- got divorced, and she'd taken the house. Say it again. <laughs> Why was the snail with a shell on its back yeah. feeling a little sluggish? Why? Because he'd just got divorced and his and wife had taken the house. They get it out. Good too. <laughs> she gets there eventually, folks. What was Michael Jackson's favourite activity to do when he was on holiday in the Alps? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Skippy! <laughs> Is that a gardening joke? Three. No, not really. But it's about the outdoors. <laughs> do it again, do it again. <laughs> Just a <What>? punchline. <laughs> Skippy! Yeah, like Number four. <laughs> Number four. How many moths does it take to change a light bulb? Don't know. Don't be silly, moths can't change oh, yeah, your light bulb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, four, five, and four, finally, four. this is the semi rude one. Yeah. How do you get a squirrel out of a tree? I don't 
pull your pants down and show me your nuts. Oh, Darren, we couldn't have got away with that one on the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, no, I tell a lie. I think you did. Didn't you say that once? Did you? Probably. <laughs> yeah, I think you did. Good. Oh, I like the Alan Titters for this week. That's nice. And again, any anyone else got any Alan Titters that they want to share? Yeah, share your jokes, folks. Be more than welcome. It's all right, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'd, I'd give out the uh, burner phone number for people to leave voice messages on, but I don't know. I'm hesitant now after what's happened. It's happens. just looking for people's souls, <laughs> Molly. The more people that phone in, the more souls oh, it collects. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on. Come and join our club. <laughs> <laughs> It's the burner phone, folks. <laughs> Don't phone the number. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Well, I've enjoyed that. I think, is that it? Are we, are we done? Oh, I've got some jobs if you want some. Yeah, we can do some um, jobs, Darren. Jobs for the week ahead. You sure? Yeah. Okay, well, uh, just a selection there. Okay. Just a little soupçon. A soupçon. Tontempier. <laughs> things you can, can be up to. You know... Uh, roses, flowering time, uh, is almost over, so keep deadheading, that's the big thing. Um, uh, and you can start to think about cutting them back. So um, if you do cut them back, just drop a little bit of fertiliser down. But, you know, it is, it is the 7th of September, folks. It's scorching hot across uh, the country. Leave all this until the weather has actually uh, uh, cooled down. Um, evergreens can be lifted in late September as well, so if you need to move things around it's a really good time to be thinking about that so over the next couple of podcasts i'm going to be recommending this as well so if you've got plants in the wrong place you might want to lift them and basically just uh, move them out the way and it's a good time to do uh, all that sort of stuff it's controlling grass weeds as well so uh, as well as autumn um, weed and feed you can be popping down um, hanging baskets can be kept going with a little bit more liquid feeding and patio pots and you can start to think about about sowing hardy annual seeds so you get a nice little wildflower sort of display going and then to finally finish off um, for jobs for this week um, basically don't forget your spring bulbs are out there and it is spring bulb planting time is and, it? Uh, as a rule it is yeah so your daffs your tulips your crocuses your snowdrops all those sorts of things they're all in the garden centers um, and as a rule of thumb don't forget folks two and a half times the actual depth of the bulb that's how far you need to go down there you go and jobs if, for the week if you do buy bulbs don't do what i do with bulbs <laughs> put them in a brown paper bag and forget, forget about them till what two years time maybe yeah. three yeah. you find them somewhere <laughs> uh, Dazzler Pants, I think that's it, you know. Yeah, I think we're done, aren't we? Yeah. Podcast number one, done. Almost done, yeah. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, we've got, you know, full disclosure, it's the first one. There was a few hiccups. Uh, I mean, it can only get better, can't it? Of course it can. Can't it? Yeah. Of course <laughs> it can. Can't it? Of course it can. <laughs> of course it will. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> uh, we'll finish again by giving you all the ways to get in touch. On Instagram, with a Happy Garden podcast. It's all sort of one word squashed together. <laughs> That's the technical term. <laughs> no spaces. The Happy Garden Podcast. Uh, or you could email at thehappygardenpodcast at gmail.com. Again, squash together. Thehappygardenpodcast at gmail.com. Is that how you say it? All squash together. Tis now. Tis now. <laughs> Darren Rudge, the Laughing Gardener, is on Facebook. And I'm Molly Green. Molly with an I-E. 
Oh, Darren sings a song about that, but I haven't got it to hand. Unless you want to do it live, Darren. How'd you spell we my name? We can do it live, can't we? Go on, Are then. you ready? Yeah, Are we still oh, recording? You're dragging me into it. Uh, well, it's uh, Molly, Molly, it's with an I and E. Molly, Molly, or it won't get to me. Molly, Molly, it's with an I and E. Terrible. Terrible finish <clears throat> to the podcast. Like, really <laughs> embarrassing. But hey, <laughs> it's honest. Um, right then, um, let's finish with who? Now, who was this doing all the clapping in the village hall? But it was the Warwickshire Gar- uh, Cottage Garden Society. Oh, okay. They can have the final word. Dazzler, thank you. We'll see you next week. See you next week, folks. Ta-da! Bye. Happy Garden Podcast. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.